At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. What's up, folks? Happy Friday. It is the Edge on VCN, the Sports Betting Network, and a good show on tap for you today. Of course, we continue to unveil teams in our Edge Top 40. We'll be in the Big 12 today. And Dave Koken, smoking Koken, as we lovingly refer to him as, is going to join us in 30 minutes. Got a little bit to do in Major League Baseball, some college football as well with Dave. Matt Humans, of course, is here. We begin in the National Football League, Matt. Preseason action. It began last night. Yes, we had the Hall of Fame game, but preseason got started yesterday with two games. I wanted to start, though, with the first game that we saw, a game that you were involved with. The New York Giants get a 23-21 win over, do I say Bailey Zappi in the New England Patriots? He got a majority of the snaps. Um, but I thought this was fascinating because when I watched yesterday, and I will ask you if you hadn't made the same observation, I saw one team that did really want to win this game. And I thought it was the New York Giants. New defense coordinator Wink Martindale was sending blitz after blitz after Bailey Zappi. Mm -hmm. It looked like there was, almost like Josh McDaniels in the Hall of Fame game, a desire to come out victorious for the New York Giants yesterday. Yeah, I thought so. And I actually, you know, we talked about this with Brian Dable and his coaching staff before the game. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dable was an assistant to Buffalo under Sean McDermott when he's 7-0 straight up and against the spread in the last two preseasons. And I thought taking over a new team, implementing new schemes, that the Giants are going to want to hit the ground running here. And that's why this uh, line flipped last night in the um, yeah. Giants-Patriots game. The Patriots opened minus two. Giants closed as high as minus three. And uh, hopefully you weren't late to the party. I know one guy at VSEN that was late to the party and laid two and a half with the Giants. Uh, you got to pull the trigger faster than that. And if you're 
if you're going to take a bad number or lay a bad number like that, at least lay the money line. So if they win the game straight up, you don't lose the bet. And um, sometimes you have to learn hard lessons uh, that way. Preseason, these numbers move fast. That number moved five points. I didn't get the best number, but I laid one and a half. I thought about laying the money line at one and a half, and I just laid the point and a half. Giants win by two, sweat it out. Nice job by Davis Webb to drive the Giants down for the winning score. Yep. And uh, they could have punched that thing in the end zone. They just held up, kicked the field goal as time expired. And uh, that game flies over the total. It was uh, 34 and a half. I, I think you're correct in that when Bailey Zappi, the rookie quarterback from Western Kentucky, came in the game, I thought he was had a chance to light up the Patriots' defense. Yeah. And if they didn't blitz him, they were not going to win the game. And in fact, on a fourth down play call, the Patriots tried a quick slant. Uh, the Giants deflected the pass, picked it off, and that was kind of the turning point in the game and a big reason why the Giants end up winning the game. Bailey Zappi is going to be a player. He's going to be a pretty good number two quarterback uh, for the Patriots. He was 19 for 32, 205 yards last night with the TD, the pick, and one sack. I thought he looked really good. And uh, obviously, a lot of times you're playing against van- vanilla defenses in the preseason. The Giants were not really playing vanilla defense last night. Uh, this is uh, from Evan Lazar, staff writer at Patriots.com. Giants came after Patriots rookie quarterback Bailey Zappi, uh, blitzed him on over half of his dropbacks, 17 of his 33 dropbacks per PFF he was blitzed on. And to the point where Belichick actually quoted after the game, uh, wasn't really happy with the way that the Giants were running their defense on the pay- Patriots' lack of play action. Quote, well, with what the Giants were doing, there's a lot of reasons for some of the things that we did just to try to manage the game. So we'll mm-hmm. leave it at that, end quote. Well, unless the coaches have a gentleman's agreement of how they're going to play the game before it kicks off, right. you can't really complain. Obviously, Bill Belichick's been around a long time. He was probably a little bit surprised by all the blitzing that the Giants were doing last night. But, hey, um, that's the way it goes. And uh, if you bet the Giants. It is uh, what that, it is. Is that what you're saying? That, that, well, was, uh, that was the right side. <laughs> Giants were the right side last night and uh, barely got there. Hopefully you didn't lay a bad number yep. and you could have middled this. You actually could have taken Giants plus two and Patriots plus three. You got to be on top of things in the preseason. If you're slow to pull the trigger, um, you're going to pay for it. Giants quarterbacks last night, Daniel Jones, I thought looked okay when he was in there. Nothing remarkable. Saquon Barkley. Uh, got four touches out of the backfield. And he actually uh, won as a receiver last night. He didn't get much action. Tyrod Taylor was okay as a number two, but I thought Davis Webb made some big plays and some big-time throws to help the Giants win that game. I, I really think the Giants are going to play to win a couple, uh, probably at least the next preseason game, too. It's, it's guesswork how these teams are going to p- treat the third preseason game. Right. But I think the Giants will probably play the next one to win as well. And, hey, when you've taken over a team that started 0-2 each of the last five seasons, it's important to get these guys ready to play so you can get off to a better start. Well, I mean, look, some teams, and maybe this is just going to be Dable's thing, right? And maybe Dable's just going to be the next John Harbaugh trying to win preseason games and set up a mentality of just winning because I guess it helps you in the long term because now, as we know, uh, John Harbaugh loves to do is it 21 consecutive games now won in the preseason by the Baltimore Ravens who get it done yesterday. Again, 23 to 10 Ravens win. They cover. This is a number that actually got as high as five and open five in some spots. Came back down to three. That's where the money was against them. Mm-hmm. Ultimately did not matter as they get that win. So, And it did look like potentially Tennessee was going to be a little bit more competitive. It was 14-10 at halftime, but 
Baltimore continues to do this thing under Harbaugh where they're winning games in the preseason. And he's not winning games with the starters more right. often than not. That's the thing. He's winning games with the backups. And, and uh, by the way, check out our Point Spread Weekly cover this week. John Harbaugh is on there. No cover jinx for the Ravens. 20-game winning streak in the preseason. We put John Harbaugh on the cover, and it's 21. Yep, JVT. No jinx. Come on, Bond. Throw that up there. Anyway, uh, the the um, – the Ravens last night, I thought, got off a little bit of a, a slow start, like you're talking about a halftime. But by the second half, um, the quarterbacks that we talked about were making plays. Mm-hmm. There are three quarterbacks last night, the guys who were mobile and can get out and move and uh, make throws on the run or run the ball. They were 28 for 35, the three quarterbacks that combined, uh, talking about uh, the backups, Tyler Huntley, Brett Huntley, and Anthony Brown. Mm-hmm. Those three quarterbacks, I thought, did a great job last night. And actually, when the Titans had their spurt and when uh, they took a brief lead and they were closer to half, that was rookie Malik Willis who was doing a, uh, a lot of the playmaking for the Titans. Uh, Malik Willis, I thought, uh, sh- showed right. that, you know, as a rookie, when things break down, he can get out and run. Uh, he can be a playmaker. And, uh, you know, it's the first game. You don't want to make too much of it. But I think you saw his athletic ability on display last night, and that's what excites the Titans because what they're trying to get is a number two quarterback who can get in there and make something happen if Ryan Tannehill's not doing, not getting the job done. Ravens pull away and win 23-10. to 10. Uh, Total was 32-and-a-half, so just slipped over the total. But JVT, it was a lot of money that came in on the Titans. Like you said, to drop that from five to three, here at the South Point, close to three and a half. I think some sharper betters actually got back in and said, okay, I'll lay the three with the Ravens uh, now that the mm-hmm. number's down two points and uh, they cover and uh, win the game by 13. Malik Willis, some of the numbers from what you saw yesterday, 18 dropbacks, 6 of 11, uh, completed just, you know, 6 of 11 is fine. Uh, was actually was pretty, like, taking some decent intermediate shots. Average depth of target from Malik Willis was more than 10 and a half yards downfield, so we'll see what happens. Again, short sample size for Willis, but I think generally you come away thinking you see the skills set for Willis as you're kind of moving forward into his career. We'll see if that's mm-hmm. going to uh, work out for them. Now, last three minutes, I did forget to bring up something, and this is the very important part uh, from that Patriots game, the play calling. We did see how Bill Belichick was going to divvy that thing up for their offense. You saw Matt Patricia get the first crack at it. Then with Bailey Zappi, Joe Judge got a crack at calling mm-hmm. plays. Belichick was uh, not very forthright in terms of what he was saying when it came to what he saw from them and what the plan was going forward. So it is between Joe Judge and potentially Matt Patricia to call plays once we get to the regular season. Um, look, we're all fascinated by how that's going to work. But as you get further into this, like at some point you would think there is going to be a decision made who's that, who that's going to be. And when you're not game planning for teams, that's the other thing. How much do you learn about a guy calling plays if you're not scheming things up and actually crafting game plans for your opponents in the preseason, right? I don't know. Well, I, everybody's confused by this plan that Belichick's put together for the Patriots. We talked about it at length on yesterday's show. We had a couple of audio clips we played from uh, David Carr. Uh, and obviously uh, from Mac Jones talking about the play calling, and uh, I think there's a lot of confusion over that. You're right. Though last night it was Matt Patricia calling the plays early, and late it was Joe Judge. I've, I've actually watched that game three times uh, now, and I thought Judge did a pretty good job of play calling when uh, Bailey Zappi uh, was in the game. Like you said, the Giants were blitzing a lot. Um, whether or not he did a good job play calling last night's irrelevant, though, because the Patriots in the big picture made a big mistake here, I think, by not bringing in an offensive coach 
who can do a better job over the course, course of the season helping Matt Jones mature and bringing the best out of this offense. You lose Josh McDaniels. He comes to Vegas. you got to replace him with somebody who's a competent, uh, I guess, uh, I want to say aggressive offensive coordinator, and the mm-hmm. Patriots haven't done that. Joe Judge has, has proven nothing. He's proven nothing as an offensive coach. Matt Patricia's been a defensive coordinator. What are the what's Bill Belichick doing here? I think that's probably the biggest head scratcher of the uh, off season of the preseason so far to me is why Belichick thinks he can get by with a second year quarterback with no true offensive coordinator. So with that, we have five games today, and we'll get to a, a mm-hmm. good chunk of these two uh, as we move throughout the the, uh, the show. Now, a couple of the moves that we uh, that are worth noting here: Atlanta, for example, some spots open them up one and a half point favor with a total of thirty three. This lines up to Detroit minus two and a half with a total of thirty five and a half. So moves toward Detroit and the over. Flip of favorites in that game, Matt. No real move for Cleveland and Jacksonville, although that happened in the middle of the week. Got to as high as three. We're sitting at one and a half with the news that Deshaun Watson, who, by the way, is going to uh, be happy. They at least, did you see this appeal? Or not appeal, excuse me, a settlement offer that Deshaun threw out there. Eight mm-hmm. games, $5 million fine. Um, and New York Jets, Philadelphia Eagles, Arizona Cardinals, Cincinnati Bengals, and Green Bay, San Francisco. I think the most fascinating game, just because we get to see our first shot at uh, Trey Lance and what that's going to look like. Trey Lance needs a lot of work in this preseason. I think the Niners are probably the play here. Aaron Rodgers not going to play, you would think, at all in the preseason preseason for the Packers. It looks that way. Jordan Love's going to get the starting offensive line, though, so we'll see if that helps him out. Well, it could, but Jordan Love, when he played against the Chiefs last year and started in that whoa, game, he whoa, didn't whoa. look very good. I read a report a couple days ago that he had the best practice of his career. Yeah, I bet. Uh, well, we'll see how he plays tonight. See, I believe it when I see it, uh, because I haven't seen him from Jordan Love yet uh, in Green Bay, but the, I think the 49ers is probably the right side tonight if Trey Lance is going to play a quarter, quarter and a half. We get back to our edge preseason poll. When we come back, we go to the Big 12 next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is The Edge on VSEN, the sports betting network. College Football Guide's out now. The NFL Guide is coming in just a couple of weeks. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VEASAN all-access subscriber. You sign up early, you're going to get a discount of $175. You'll receive the college and pro football betting guides along with the full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or... Join us for 40 bucks a month to see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the sports betting network. All right. We are on the precipice of entering the top 10 in the edge college football preseason top 40. So we are up to number 11 today, Matt. And the team that is OLI outside looking in when it comes to the top 10, a pretty interesting team and the second choice by the odds to win the Big 12, the Texas Longhorns check in at number 11. A really, really interesting club who comes off of a very disappointing year, but an offseason that had a lot of intriguing additions. That would include Quinn Ewers, who comes in, transfer from Ohio State. Hudson Card still there as well. And that's where you begin here because the quarterback situation seems pretty interesting for a team that's got some good offensive talent. And, of course, that would include Bijan Robinson, a Heisman hopeful for the Longhorns to come into this year. Yeah, I think Texas uh, deserves to be on the outside looking in when you're talking about the top 10. This team's got a lot to prove off five and seven season total collapse down the stretch last season too and lost to uh, Kansas as a 31 point favorite. <laughs> uh, so Steve Sarkissian, a disappointing first year, Texas got off to a hot start and uh, ice cold down the stretch. I think eight and a half is probably the right win total though. When you look at the uh, Texas schedule and a couple of interesting games early, it's obvious to say the Alabama game and Austin on September 10th, is interesting, but to me, the week after that is a potential, you know, so-called trap game. That Texas San Antonio Roadrunners team is not, not a joke, right? And you're coming off a huge game against Bama. There's going to be a lot of hype. Uh, the build-up to that game is probably going to lead to somewhat of a letdown the next week, no matter how it turns out. And you got to turn around and take on a UTSA team that's going to come into Austin, right. thinking this is its Super Bowl. You got a chance to pull an upset. Hey, Kansas just won there as a 31 point. Dog last year, so anything can happen. I think uh, I think Texas right now would be my bet to win the Big Twelve. I, I'm fading Oklahoma. I'm fading uh, Brent Venables and um, Dylan Gabriel as a new quarterback in that system. Even though I like Gabriel, I think Oklahoma's win total at nine and a half is one you have to bet under. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas, Paul Stone's typically um, he's a football handicapper from Texas. Very he, realistic view on the Longhorn. Team. Well, he does. He, he tends to fade the horns more often than not, but he kind of likes the horns to win the Big 12, too. I think Baylor's got to be up there in that discussion, Oklahoma State. Uh, but Texas uh, has got a much better quarterback situation, I think, in, uh, in the second year here with uh, Steve Sarkissian. If you read 
the training camp reports, Quinn Ewers, who's a five-star, originally committed to Texas, went to Ohio State, and back. got beat out, but he wasn't going to get the job with the Buckeyes. C.J. Stroud is entrenched as uh, the quarterback in Columbus. He comes back to Austin. It looks like uh, Quinn Ewers is probably going to win this starting job in week one. That's the quarterback Steve Sarkissian's counting on to uh, take this program to the next level. So here's my question with Texas, and mm-hmm. it's always it's it is a general like football and college football question, which is returning production or lack thereof. If you have a bunch of guys coming back on a subpar unit, do you automatically assume improvement? And the reason I ask that is because you have seven guys back on a defense that gave up 31.1 points, 5.1 yards per carry, and six yards per play a year ago. Mm-hmm. How much does that get better when a vast majority of the starting players are back on that unit? That would be the one thing that kind of holds me back here from Texas because even last year offensively, I mean, they averaged 35 points per game. The reason why they were so bad is their defense was atrocious yeah. last year. Absolutely atrocious. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, when you watch the NFL draft, you don't see any Texas uh, defensive players picked. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's got to change, obviously. I think this offense has got big-time potential. It's uh, – Maybe not going to put up numbers right there with USC, but Texas uh, could be a top 10 scoring offense. Xavier Worthy is a big time receiver, mm-hmm. and uh, B. John Robinson is a big time running back. And if uh, if Quinn Ewers is a real deal like we think he is, Texas again is going to put up uh, around 35 points a game or more. I think probably more. I would bet on over, I would take over 35. Now, the Bama game in week two is going to be an interesting test to see. Uh, what Texas can actually do against an elite defense. Uh, but in a lot of these games, especially in Big 12 play, you're going to see Texas put up big numbers. This is a team you might look to bet over the total in a lot of games. Uh, but as far as the win total goes, I, I didn't really mess around with that. I think, uh, if anything, if, if I were to take plus money here, it would be on Texas to win the Big 12. I think this team's got that yeah. type of offense that it's possible. And in year two, Sarkissian should be a lot better. Uh, than he was last season. So you're still looking at a Texas program that won 10, 8, and 7 games in the three years previous to last year's 5 and 7. Yeah, There's talent there. Uh, they need a quarterback uh, to pull the trigger. And if Quinn Ewers, like I said, lives up to the hype, watch out. 10 starts and over 1,100 yards for B. John Robinson last year. How legitimate you think his shots are at winning a Heisman? Because I thought, so Aaron Moore, who we have on uh, regularly, right, at Pub Relation Prof up on mm-hmm. Twitter and writes for us at Point Spread Weekly, he brought up a great point, which is if you believe that B. John Robinson at the current odds is a legitimate Heisman contender, the, the different way to approach it is to actually back Texas against Alabama in that matchup September 10th. Nah. Because if, <laughs> right, but you know what I mean? Like his line of thinking, if, if, like, if that's what you think about B. John Robinson, they're going to be extremely competitive and or potentially win that game if Robinson can have a legitimate shot at winning the Heisman uh, over some of the guys like C.J. Stroud, things like that. I completely disagree with that. Now, here's why. The game's way too early in the season. So you think they would still be able to do that and go on and win? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you want to bet Texas in the game, yeah, take the 14 and a half points mm-hmm. or whatever's up there on the board. Uh, Texas to win the game. Even if Texas wins that game straight up and B. John Robinson has a big game, you still got – two and a half months where he's got to hold on to the lead in the Heisman race where he's got guys like C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young and Caleb Williams putting up huge numbers. Uh, no, I don't. Will Anderson, the guy who would potentially There's go too many things yeah. that could happen. There's too many. So if you like B. John Robinson, take the 25 to 1 or whatever the best number you can find out there. Uh, in terms of JVT, you know how it works in college football. If you lose a game early in September, you win a huge game early in September, that stuff's forgotten by November. 
Yeah, I, I think it works less. more for quarterbacks than it would for a guy like a, a running back. But to your point, it still stands the same, right? right? When you look at all of this, in the grand scheme of things, it's more about how you finish than it, than it is how you start. Sure, of course. Yeah, because you're talking about these Heisman votes that are turned in in December. Uh, a guy having a huge game in early September is not really going to carry over uh, with the voters. Yeah, it's going to be in the back of your mind. It's it's not going to be the term, determining factor. I like B. John Robinson a lot. I think he's he's got a shot. But I would just say take the odds on him to win the Heisman if you like him that much. I actually, in that price range, I took Will Anderson – the uh, Alabama linebacker so rushing down to now. Now he's down to fifteen to one. He yep. started out around forty to one. I, I think he's got a legit shot to be the first defense player in a long time to win the Heisman. Uh, right now, if you ask me who's the best player in college football, I'd probably say him. But you know, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Caleb Williams, those guys are going to put up huge numbers. All three of those quarterbacks. So B. John Robinson's got a uh, he's got like a real uphill battle. Uh, to get this Heisman. I will say that, you know, with Will Anderson, it would be, and we're going to talk about, obviously, Alabama a little bit later in the top 40, I would say. Um, maybe the last day of the top 40. Who knows? But with Will Anderson, I would be amazed if he does win it. I get the I get the profile and what he could potentially mm-hmm. do, but I go back to it like a guy like Indomitian Sue, who almost single-handedly led Nebraska to a conference title that year, and he couldn't win it. Uh, what Will Anderson would I have to do in today's I think what it would come down would to, it would have to be voter fatigue with quarterbacks like we saw a couple of years ago. Right, yeah. Uh, when I thought Mac Jones should have won yep. the Heisman, didn't win it. And uh, maybe this time, Will Anderson say he has a couple of huge games and he gets so hyped by the media that some voters said, you know what, this year, let's give it to a defensive player. It would, there would have to be a mainstream media push to give the award to a defensive player for Will Anderson to win it. Like I said, I don't expect him to win it. If you're taking a 20 to one shot, you're not counting on that guy mm-hmm. winning, but you, you think there's a little bit of value at that number. Somebody asked me on a radio show a couple of days ago, Who's the favorite to win the Heisman? I said, well, I think it's got to be Bryce Young, even though he won it last year. And most markets have C.J. Stroud, the Ohio State quarterback, as the favorite. Alabama is at least a 14-point favorite in every game. Mm -hmm. And this guy looked so good last year and put up monster numbers. I think he's got to be my favorite going into this year. Yeah. And and we're getting into the territory as we're talking about these guys uh, as we enter our top 10. Now we're getting more into the territory of legitimate Heisman contenders, right? I mean, you see Tyler Van Dyke. We talked about Miami earlier. Not sure Tyler Van Dyke really has a legitimate shot at winning the Heisman. Mm -hmm. But now guys like Bijan Robinson actually have some preseason hype behind them to potentially win this award. So Texas again, and I agree with you, by the way, about the the angle of playing against Oklahoma in terms of winning the Big 12. Like for me, my selection was actually Baylor. Mm -hmm. I think Baylor, when you look at everything behind what they have, and yes, you, you lose some talent, like shape and good offensive line and the defense. That oh, their defense is so much better than Texas' defense, <laughs> right. too. You know, in yeah. a, a conference, too, that looks like it is, uh, again, a lot of teams on similar level with one another. So Texas checks in as our 11th-ranked team in the Edge preseason poll, top 40. So we enter the top 10 when we come back on Monday. So 10 best teams in the country, according to the Edge pollsters. All four of us, at least. All right, when we come back, we have plenty left to get to in football. Dave Koken's going to join us on the other side, get his thoughts. Uh, does Dave have some preseason action that he wants to discuss? He How does. about that? Yeah, let's talk preseason and a little baseball with Smoke and Koken on the other side. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Welcome back. This segment of The Edge presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. I don't know about you, but there have been times in life where I needed to make a change. I knew I needed to make a change, but I just wasn't ready yet. I'm sure a lot of smokers and dippers out there can relate. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey, so whatever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen will be there for you with the right strength, the right flavor at the right time. If you're thinking about making a change and want to learn more today, check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com at ZYN.com. Warning, product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. A man on a unique journey of his own, Dave Koken. Nice enough to give us some time today. Smoking Koken, as he is referred. Dave, it's good to talk to you as always, sir. Uh, we're going to open up with a little college football. We are in the midst of unveiling our Edge Top 40. Uh, we are now into the top 10, but we unveiled numbers 12 and 11 the last uh, two days. Wisconsin checks in as the Edge's 12th ranked team heading into the 2022 season. And Texas Ooh. at number 11. Ooh, I hear a grunt. Do you disagree with those two spots? Not with Wisconsin. Um Look, it's going to be a typical Wisconsin team. They're going to have a powerful a trench play on both sides, offensive and defensive line. Very good running backs. Whether Mertz can step forward or not will determine just how good this team is. But when you look at their schedule, their dogs against Ohio State, I don't know that they're dogs against anybody else. So I, I can definitely see a double-figure win season for the Badgers and a, a good chance to be in the top 10 and maybe in the playoff chase. Texas, uh, I think they're still a year away. Um, the quarterback play was bad last year. Card, I don't think Card's the guy. I think, uh, is it yours? Is that what? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I, I think he's got to take over and come through. I still think there's some areas of weakness on defense. I, I, I think Texas is being overrated. I, I, look, they could be a 10-win team. But that's if everything goes right. I think they're more likely a 7, 8, or 9 win team where they, they just come up a little bit short. They're getting there, though. They're, they're, gonna, they're getting closer. Sarkeesian's plan is taking effect. But it takes a few years to get to that level, and Texas hasn't really been at that level for quite some time, and I just don't think they are yet. So I think that rating's too high. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, disagree with that, actually. When Texas came in at number 11 on our poll – I probably had Texas overrated, too, and I think I had NC State underrated. I'd probably flip those two. We've got NC State at number 13, probably drop Texas a little bit lower. I know you like NC State, Jamie. Uh, I love huh? NC State. Yeah. I had Texas at 17, so okay. I would agree with yeah. the, the sentiment yeah. that Texas might be a little high as a number A lot five. of questions about that Longhorns defense. Yep. And uh, like you said, if Quinn Ewers is a real deal, it's going to be an explosive offense. Yeah. But, uh, uh, Dave, how much uh, you've done – you love college football. You're one of the best college football handicappers I know. You got all your work done for the season. Do you have any bets on week zero or week one yet? Uh, I played Clemson, uh, which I think will mm -hmm. slaughter Georgia Tech. Uh, it's the last game of week one. Um, I really like Clemson to rebound in a big way this year. Uh, the defense is going to be loaded. The offense is strong. Quarterback, we'll have to wait and see. But I think they'll be more explosive than they were last year which means the offense keeps the ball longer and rests the defense a little bit. I think Clemson's going to be very good. I, I think Georgia Tech could be pretty bad, actually. They did not do well in the transfer portal, which is now a huge part of any college football analysis. So I think Clemson gets out of the gate with a big win. And I might have mentioned this already, but my best opinion this year on over and under win totals, I think they might start 3-0. and 
and might never win again. That's Nevada. I think they no no programs had a worse off season than the Wolfpack, and uh, I think they're really going to struggle this year. Uh, I'd be shocked if they get to five wins. Uh, four sounds like the ceiling to me. I don't think they'll beat UNLV this year either. And uh, I made a, a nice nice play on the under four and a half wins. All right, that's Dave Koken. Follow him on Twitter at Dave Koken, also. Uh, Wager talk as well. Dave, well, let's get to baseball. I always call you Mr. Baseball when you're on this show, and you're a Red Sox guy, but you're fading the Red Sox uh, right now. Explain why, and are you on the Yankees tonight in the Herman Eovaldi matchup with the Yankees? Right now, minus 112 at Circus Sports. Overnight, it was minus 120. I decided to just go against the Red Sox in every game the rest of the way. If they get hot, then I can get off it, but I don't think they will. They're not a very good baseball team. Uh, they can hit a little bit. You know, you got Devers and Bogarts and JD if he ever gets warm. A couple of other guys who are halfway decent. But that's that's it. Uh, the pitching is not good. The bullpen is not good. The defense has been horrendous. And I like going against veteran teams that have players used to being in the postseason that have no shot to get to the postseason. Now, you can argue that the Red Sox are only four and a half games out of the wild card. That's, that's not a you know, a, a, a distance that can't be made up. But I think when you look at the fabric of this team, it is. And I would expect them to be closer to like 14 and a half out of the wild card by the time the season ends. So I'm just going against them uh, basically on an every game basis. Yankees got to push the on button. Uh, they've fallen behind the Astros now for the first time in, I guess, all season. So time for them to get going. They have not played good baseball lately. Herman is not a guy I have great faith in, but I'll take the Yankee offense. I'll take the Yankee defense. And even though it's been a bit shaky, I'll take the Yankee bullpen. And I think the price is cheap here. I, I think the Yankees are the right side. Yankees have lost seven out of eight, JVT. I know you're not hitting the panic button, but a lot of Yankee fans are unhappy. No, but uh, I will. I would agree with the sentiment, especially when it's Nady Evaldi on the other side. Uh, I would... Uh, very much like my chances against the Boston Red Sox, if that was going to be the case. All right, Dave, uh, let's go to the NFL preseason then. Uh, we'll start with, I think, do you have anything tonight in any of the games? Yeah. Think most of your game, what do you got tonight? I ended up playing the under in the, uh, uh, the Cardinals-Bengals game. Okay. Uh, it, it just in, in reading the uh, reports, I mean, this is a, an absolute nothing game. Uh, the quarterback rotation is going to be strictly backup stuff. Uh, the offensive line on one side is basically out for the game. The, the quarterback rotation, you've got, I mean, the kid from, who used to play at Tennessee, Guantanamo or whatever, he, who is terrible at Tennessee, couldn't even keep a starting job at Tennessee. Looks like he might play close to a half of this game. Mm -hmm. uh, unless you get, now, look, with these quarterbacks, you could get some short field turnovers, and that can lead to an over. But I think on the offense itself, I don't think there's going to be many points here, and there's a reason this is the lowest total on the board tonight at 31, and I, I, I played the game under. Jared Guarantano, I thought he said he used to play at Guantanamo, and I was like, wow, that's no. probably not a historic football I program. was I was actually, uh, when I put together the preseason quarterback depth charts, I was like, you got to be kidding me. This guy's on the Cardinals <laughs> depth chart. I mean, he wasn't a good college quarterback, and he's going to take uh, snaps and mean a lot in this game tonight for the uh, – Cardinals. I don't know if the snaps mean a lot, but he's going to take a lot of snaps. Let's put it that way. I did bet the uh, Jaguars plus one and a half tonight against the Browns. That's flipped to uh, Jaguars minus one and a half at this point. If you're going to bet these totals, you got to move fast. A lot of times these numbers uh, move quickly in the preseason. Dave, you're on some favorites. 
I kind of like this weekend, and uh, one is the Steelers. You're laying three and a half with uh, Pittsburgh against the Seahawks. Why is that? Um, I think Pittsburgh's going to try to get things rolling a little bit early here. They want to establish who's going to be at quarterback, so you've got a little bit of a battle going there. And those are the types of teams I like backing in the preseason where uh, where you you don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback, and guys want to go out there and impress. And Seattle, look, maybe I'll get fooled, but that quarter that quarterback tandem is it's bad. <laughs> uh, this this could be a really bad year for the Seahawks. Geno Smith so, and Drew Locke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and there's some people saying, well, maybe Drew Locke figures it out. Okay, yeah, maybe I'll take I'll take the won't go on that. Uh, I think Geno Smith ends up as the starting quarterback, to be yeah. honest with you, um, and that's not a good thing. So. I'll go against them. Uh, I like the Chargers this weekend. I like the Raiders, too. The Raiders showed a lot of enthusiasm last week, and I think they're, they're excited to take the field here in Las Vegas and expect them to have a good outing. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about that game for a minute, Dave, because the Raiders yeah. opened uh, two two-and-a-half-point favorites. They're up to four right yeah. now here at the South Point, Circus Sports, total of 34. And with a team that's already played a game, you got a game under your belt. Do you think that's a big advantage uh, for a guy like Josh McDaniels uh, who's a new coach, and the Raiders, when they're coming home, they've already played a game and they're taking on a Vikings team that hasn't uh, hit you know, in pads and full-speed action yet. Do you think that's a big advantage for the Raiders? I think it's a substantial advantage from this standpoint. I mean, forget what McDaniels did back in the Denver days. Uh, that team looked ready to play last week mm-hmm. in a, in a, in a very early with you know only a few practices with pads. I thought the excitement level on the Raiders' sideline was tangible. And just coming home now should get them even more excited. So, you know, and obviously, not that Kirk Cousins was going to play anyway, but he's, he's obviously not going to be playing in this game. Uh, and I just have a feeling the Vikings uh, might not be as ready as the Raiders at this point. Kellen Mond, Sean Mannion, the quarterbacks, uh, mm. getting most of the snaps for the Vikings. And by the way, in that other play, Dave's got the Chargers minus three and a half. Looks like the Rams are going to play their third and fourth string quarterbacks. And Sean McVay takes a five-game preseason losing streak into that one. Dave, it's good to talk to you, man. We're up against it, but thank you for the time as always. Pleasure, guys. Have a great weekend. Got it. Smoking Coke. Always great to have smoking Coke on. Yes, it is. All right, we'll come back. Uh, We wrap up the edge, a little bit of baseball, some best bets to recap and look forward to. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. 
Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers and cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details and please drink responsibly. All right, Matt, I give the floor to you. Best bet recap from last night, sir. Giants, minus one and a half. Easy winner, JVT. No sweat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Giants win by two with a uh, late drive to kick a field goal as time expires. Uh, But I did feel like the Giants were the right side most of that game. Really just the way the coaches are going to approach the preseason. You feel like the Giants have that aggressive mindset that you're looking for from uh, Brian Dable and his staff. Anyway, start off with a winner. Had to sweat it last night. Giants minus one and a half. I played the Panthers plus three against the Commanders. And uh, JVT, this has a lot to do with the quarterbacks. And I don't care that Washington's going to play its starters for a few series or a quarter. That report came out yesterday, and the line moved a little bit. I think if these uh, Carolina quarterbacks competing for a job, uh, actually all four quarterbacks are competing for jobs here. Mm -hmm. And that's the type of competitive situation you're looking for in the preseason. I had to take the three with Carolina. This number's dropped to two and a half at some spots. Um, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, not only competing for the top job, you've got the rookie, Matt Corral, who's number three, who's uh, trying to make a big impression, maybe move up on the depth chart. And uh, P.J. Walker, the number four quarterback, who who thinks he's fighting to be the number three, who's probably auditioning for a job on another team. But you've got four quarterbacks with a point to prove, and that's what you're looking for here. I'm not afraid of Carson Wentz playing a couple series either uh, for the commanders. <laughs> did you see Did you see this local news interview with Carson Wentz, by the way? Yes, I did. I, I thought the guy, the reporter's questions were more than fair. Yeah, you could have phrased them a little nicer. The Eagles didn't want you. The Colts, the Colts didn't, didn't want you. Right. How are you feeling? Like it, it was, it was a little ridiculous. You could have been a little bit more professional in the wording of the question, I guess. But that's that was true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Why does everything have to be a softball? These guys are pro no, it's athletes. It's not a softball. You could huh? go, Carson. Your last two stops didn't work out. What's your confidence like as your future in NFL, as an NFL quarterback? Okay, well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've been around so many softball. A little more tooth. I've seen so many reporters lob softball questions, and you know, I don't have time for You've that. You've really crap sucked anymore. the last I, two years. How do you I, feel I like actually, coming into this? I year? laughed. I kind of thought I, I like the way the guy <laughs> took the uh, the hard line approach with Carson. 
Eagles didn't watch you. No kids gloves. Colts didn't watch you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? And Wentz handled it well. He handled it like a professional. So uh, I, I thought from both sides it was actually good to watch. Um, <laughs> Panthers plus three. Uh, tonight I played the Jaguars plus one and a half against the Browns. I thought the Deshaun Watson uh, frenzy to make the uh, the Browns favorite in that game was uh, probably a little bit too much. And uh, I don't know how much Watson's going to play, but it seems to me like he shouldn't be playing much. Mm-hmm. And uh, still, the Jaguars, who have already played a game, we just talked about this with Dave Kilko, and the Jaguars and Raiders have already played a game. And I think that's going to be an edge for the Jags here because all those guys who sat out that first game are probably going to play tonight, or most of those frontline guys are going to play tonight for the Jaguars in this home game. So I took plus one and a half. It's now minus one and a half. I like that. I tweeted out some plays. Uh, on my, they're on my Twitter page. You want to check them out. I put one more on there. I didn't want to lay the three and a half or four with mm-hmm. the Chargers, with the Raiders, but I'd really be surprised if those teams don't win. I actually parlayed, money line parlayed the, the Chargers with the Raiders. So instead of laying the price with either one, which I don't want to do in the preseason, I took a two team money line parlay, came out to about plus 140 on the, uh, on the money line parlay ticket. So let's say a $100 bet will bring you back about 145, something like that. So. Uh, that's what I did with the Chargers Raiders. There were some totals I wanted to play, but like I said, if you don't pull the trigger fast, man, these totals will move, and I wanted to play some unders. I didn't get the best number, so I went ahead and let those go. Like I, I feel like this Chargers-Rams game is going to be a really low-scoring game. Yeah. Uh, the Rams, by the way, averaged 11.5 points a game in the preseason last year when Sean McVay was playing these third- and fourth-string quarterbacks. Uh, he doesn't give a damn about this. He's not going to be aggressive with his play calling at all. I think Trey Lance and the Niners are probably the right side tonight, but I did not bet that game. Can't wait to watch that game. Really, can't. I'm very intrigued. Yeah. Also, because I have that bet on San Francisco under their win total, so I want to mm-hmm. see what I'm what I'm in for here coming into this year. All right, with that, Major League Baseball, three games. Wanted to get your thoughts on. Uh, as we look at the card tonight, first off, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. Let's talk about Toronto because uh, they are in a little bit of a skid here. They have lost four out of five, and they come in two days off because their last game against Baltimore got postponed. Um, they're taking on the Guardians, and initial thought is, okay, yeah, they're at home against the Guardians. Cal Quantrill, son of Paul Quantrill, gets the start for the Cleveland Guardians, and Jose Barrios is going to be on the mound for Toronto Barrios has been awful. Mm-hmm. Like you, if you're looking through some of his numbers, there's not really anything you can look at that says, you know what, you can lean on that. You know you can look at some of these advanced numbers and say, hey, he's got that going for him. There's not really much going on for no. Jose Barrios. 519 ERA, 484 fielding independent, expected ERA of 5.5, of a right. 5.5 flat. And what, what I can't get over here, Matt, and the market has responded as I thought, the Blue Jays today open a dollar eighty favorite yeah, against Cleveland, and you look at some of these prices that the market has been sticking them with. They lose as a dollar sixty favorite with Manoa on the hill on the road against Baltimore. They lose with Kikuchi getting the start as a dollar thirty favorite against Baltimore. Right? You just go through this. It seems that they have been very overpriced by the market in certain instances. And to add to it, son of Paul Quantrill has been okay. 458 fielding independent, 388 ERA. He hasn't been the best guy to back here, but my thought process is just that the market's been pretty high on Toronto, Mm -hmm. and we have seen that betters have come in and drilled this down about 20 cents, and I would agree with that. Pretty interested to see what happens with Toronto tonight. All right. Yeah, I thought that line was too high. I mean, the Guardians won five in a row. Yeah. And uh, hot baseball team, you're going up against a pitcher who's really struggling. Uh, That's what you got to look for as a handicapper. I talk about it all the time. Look for live dogs like that, not price range, and – 
I think Cleveland uh, would be one tonight. I did not bet it, but I can certainly uh, disagree with the way or agree with the way you're thinking on this game tonight. You got a team on a five-game win streak against a Blue Jays team that's really been 500 lately, and uh, you got a pitcher on the mound who's been getting beat up. So uh, I think you you would have to look at the dog or pass in that one. And, and just wanted to revisit quickly because I don't know if we gave it enough justice, but we talked about the Yankees with Dave Koken. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has been quite the odd move, just because Eovaldi's been a guy that I've been wanting to go against as opposing uh, sport. You got two bet against. Pitchers well, and that's in that the, game. I get that right because Domingo Herman is on the hill, and the Yankees lineup is Aaron Judge and nobody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get it to a certain extent, but we've seen quite the drop here. Opened up like he's talked about in the overnight minus one twenty, one twenty two, or whatever it opened down to minus one oh eight, nearly pick in some spots against the Boston Red Sox today. So we'll see if that's the case. Evaldi's been bad, though. He's been really bad. Yeah, that's what I said. You got two bet against guys on the mound here. I'm a little bit surprised the price has shifted as much as it has. Is that the current number at South Point? Red Sox minus 108? Yeah, I'm looking at the odd screen in front of me right now. Last night, the Yankees were minus 120. Some spots have Yankees minus 110 uh, or minus 108. But, yeah, we're sitting in that range. Now, I will say the South Point is on the high side for Boston because – uh, they are the only spot that has Boston favorite okay. at this point. Everybody else has the Yankees as the slight favorite on my screen. Yeah, Circa's got the Yankees as a slight favorite. Like yeah. you said, minus 112 in that game. Uh, New York Post had an inter- interesting cover yesterday. Roll reversal, talking about the Mets and the Yankees. Yeah. On July 8th, the Yankees were 61-23. and 23. They were nine games ahead of the Mets. August 10th. The Mets are 73 and 39 and two games ahead of the Yankees. <laughs> 11 game, they, they made up 11 games in just uh, a little over a month. And uh, that also should, tells you that the Yankees are uh, 10 and 18 in their last 28 games. Yeah. You know, no Rizzo in the lineup right now, no Stanton, no Matt Carpenter. So I can see why some money's coming against the Yankees, but uh, these look like uh, two bet against pitchers tonight. I did not play. Maybe. Uh, Nah, I'm not not even gonna say that. I'm not I'm not gonna recommend anything in this game. <laughs> All right, so you like you like teams in like good form, right? How about a red hot team that has won three straight and four out of five? Okay. Who's that? The Anaheim Angels back uh, at home, huh? No. I saw this great tweet. It was I think it was the Angels PR staff. It was like the Angels have won, you know, just swept the Oakland Athletics. It was like, okay, relax. Congratulations. Uh but Here's why it's interesting. Because, I will say, huh. they swept the A's, and the Astros went to Oakland and got swept. Right. So it, it's an accomplishment. Okay. But Patrick Sandoval is on the hill, arguably their best pitcher outside of Shohei Otani. Again, 310 fielding independent, 341 ERA. Sandoval, by all accounts, has been a very undervalued dude. And the market has driven this up from minus 116 for Minnesota on the road to, like, what are we talking about now? I think I got minus 131. Mm-hmm. These are the spots where I think you're looking to back Anaheim if you are. It is you're at home, you're getting a plus price on a pretty good pitcher here. Yes, the lineup has not been any good, but Molly in his last start went strong for like four and a third, I think it was five and a third, and then ended up getting beat up, and the Twins ended up winning that next extra 6-5. But I think like these are the kind of situations where I'm not really looking to back the big prices. We talked about it, right? right. Betting against Otani in the two previous starts prior to his last. This is a spot where I think the Angels are worth looking at. Plus 121 at home with Sandy. Yeah, Ball. I'm not going to disagree with that because I think Sandoval is the type of guy at about plus 120 you can get behind. And also the Twins just got beat up by the Dodgers. And uh, I didn't think they looked especially good there. And Molly, I wouldn't want to lay a buck 30 on him as a road favorite here. So right. there we go. That's it. We're going to be back Monday with number 10 in the uh, Edge preseason college football top four. The penultimate week of the Edge top 40 preseason poll. That's right. Find everything up at VEASAN.com. At 
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.